pass from Havili was magic. The shift on for Crotty. Boom, far down you go, Quackett Smith. Me, oh my, I haven't enjoyed that. Yes, boy. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, and enjoy the show. This is part two of the Australian Conference preview for Super Rugby Pacifica. This week we will get into the other Australian sides, the Brumbies, Rebels, Force, Reds and Waratahs, as well as go through dessert where we rank all the teams and how we think they'll go in Super Rugby Pacifica in relation to the other Australian Conference teams. Enjoy. Let's let's push, guys. As you said, the Brumbies. So let's go into their ins and outs. Uh, Nelson, <clears throat> you want to go through some of the, in, the main ins for them? Yeah, there's, look, there's not probably a lot coming in this year. Uh, Chris Fireway saw Tia, quite an exciting player who played a fair bit of rugby for the Reds, also played Wallabies at age 19. I'm pretty sure he was in the in the squad early days for them. Very exciting, covers outside centre, covers the wings. Um, getting a little bit later on in his years, had, has had a few injury-prone years, but he's an exciting player. Also, Jesse Mogg coming from Powell, um, winger slash fullback. You, you'd typically think as a fullback, but yep. played a fair bit of time on the wing, on the right wing, I think it was, for Powell as well. I'll jump straight into the, the outs as well, a couple of these. Um, Bailey Kunzel, big loss. Uh, Rishan Pasatoa, you know, these guys are big losses because of their potential in the future rather than early days at the moment. You probably can throw in terms of the halves uh, a similar player there. Isaac Fines, uh, Lilia Wasa. He's quite an exciting player, I I think, as a halfback. Came from the force, and all three of these guys have headed back there as well. Mac Hansen, horrible to see him leave Australia. Should have gone to the Tars. Tom Cusack, Solomon Ekata, gone to Moana Pacifica, which is exciting to see. Henry Stowers to Pacifica as well. Will Miller has again retired for the second time, so we'll probably see him midway through the season. And, guys, how many years until we see Mac Hansen play for Ireland? This year. Six Nations. Right. Okay. Fine. Not too long. Yeah. He, he, he score, he's their top try scorer, the top run meters, top line breaks, I'm pretty sure, and all those stats in the competition. So how did he go? I, he I was in the squad and they're, they're talking about him probably being their most exciting winger and they have some good wingers. So I know. Yeah, I mean, they, got, they got James Lowe, mate. We're going we're to get to the uh, wingers because I'm sure Craig's going to have a crack at who could well be their <laughs> starter. How Mac Hansen didn't get a lot of game time and, and really incentivizes out and get. But let's push. Best 15. Craigs, what do we got? All right. Uh, the veteran James Slipper still getting it done at the, I don't know how old he is now, maybe like 33 or something, 34, but still getting it done. Falau for Inga. Um, let's hope he can really return to, you know, try scoring form this year after a quiet one last year. Um, Alan Alatoa, the Capitan, joined us on the pod last year. Uh, absolute legend and uh, one of the top fantasy props. Darcy Swain and Nick Frost um, got the two youngsters in here. They also have Caden Neville, who's just a big body to um, fill the set piece. But, um, We're going to keep calling the Caden Neville downfall until it happens. <clears throat> it's happening. That's exactly right. So, but no, I mean, with Darcy Swain and the Wallabies and Nick Frost just getting better and better each year, I think w- this is the way we feel about it. Uh, in the back row, Pete Samu, Jerome Brown and Rob Valentini. Um, absolute fire that back row. We're hoping Jerome Brown can um, stay fit. He battled with a few injuries last year, but we think uh, after the departing players, he's probably the first choice seven. They've got some young talent there, absolutely, with uh, mm. the likes of Rory Scott and um, I forget the other bloke's name, but uh, Luke Reimer. Luke Reimer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, we see that as a starting back row. Uh, who wants to take us through the backs? 
Yeah, man, I'll, I'll go. Uh, we got Nick White, Noel Alessio, I think <clears> no-brainer for 9 and 10. Senna's Ray, Simone, Lenny Catal. Icatel obviously has really established himself as the first choice outside centre for the Wallabies. Uh, Len, uh, I race him only probably not too far off from there as well and has got a little bit of experience at test level. Apparently he was carrying an injury all last season as well. So he was still quite quite good. So, I mean, him at his best is quite an exciting player. So. Absolutely. Very, uh, I think a multidimensional player has, has the ability to run, <clears throat> kick, pass. But uh, outside backs, I think, is probably where there's a little bit of, uh, <laughs> I, I think we're a bit divided. I've got Andy Muirhead at 11, the ultimate overachiever. Tommy Wright on the right wing and Tom Banks at fullback. I know you guys have a different opinion for one of those. Yeah, look, I, I think Craig's is probably in the same vein of thinking as me. Uh, we've got Banks. The, the correct, the correct line of thinking. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, Tommy Wright's definitely going to fill one of those those roles on the wing. The other one is is Mog Jesse Mog. I think he's come. Desiring a fullback jersey, knowing he can cover the wing as well, has had experience there in recent years. So for for me, I think Jesse Mogg's going to get a decent amount of time, and it's probably going to be on the wing, and it's going to be on the right wing. And there, I think we're going to see that dual kind of winger role. Muirhead impresses far too much; it's really frustrating. I don't know <laughs> what it is, but look, it, I just don't think he has the rounded game of Mog, and I think. Mog is going to add something to this side. His kicking game, his knowledge and positional play is, is far I'll, better for me. Yeah, I won't get started on. I just still don't know how Andy Muirhead got in the Wallaby squad at all. Like that. Can I can I tell you what I think? Biggest joke. Yeah. I think it should be Tom Wright left wing. Chris Farewell, Sotia, right yes. wing, Jesse Mogg, fullback. Can we always push that? I would actually, I would actually pick that as my starting back three. Yeah, uh, it's, not, it's not going to be that, but let's let's keep going. Perfect. Look, key Perfect. questions, guys. How do, on that note, CFS, Jesse Mogg and Cam Clark? Oh, we didn't, we we didn't mention Cam yet. Clark as well. He's come back from... Purposely. Uh, yeah. How do they fit in? How do they fit in, Gargi? Uh, well, I mean, I've just literally, you literally just said it just then. Uh, I would I would start the uh, CFS, Mog and um, Tommy Wright. Uh, Cam Clark's an interesting one. I'm not sure, like, did they kind of sign Cam Clark and Chris Voyer at the same time? Like, it seems weird to have brought, I mean, yeah, it's good to have depth, but have brought so many players in for the same position. Um, he, yeah, look, he obviously, I, I think he's he was looking for a way back into Australia. Potentially is, is my thought process. It's been a tough few years. Um, look, for me, I think he doesn't add the versatility in positions. That's Ken something Clark. Ken Clark. So if he's not starting, which I don't see him starting, I, I probably don't see him in the 23. CFS covers wing and centres. Mog covers wing and fullback. So for me, if anyone misses out, it's probably Clark. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And Mog Mo- Mo has just been absolutely awesome. Like he he left, he was already sick at the Brumbies, but he's just gotten better and better in his career overseas. And if you guys get yeah, he's getting old, but he's the he's probably the fastest guy in the Brumbies squad. He's lightning quick. Um, so and he's got a hell of a boot. So he'll he'll I think we'll definitely see a lot of him. It's just how and where. Oh, look, I'm going to throw this question to Harry. There is bulk hookers in this Brumby squad, which is selfish from everyone from ACT. They've Correct. got three Wallabies hookers. Has Lonigan surpassed uh, McInerney? They've got Flau Fainga. They've got young Pollard, who you probably don't rate as high as you should. How does this play out for them in, in this no, You year? don't know me. I thought Pol- Billy Pollard will get his Wallabies cap this year and we'll go to four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably close. Now, look, I think well, look, we can all agree for Lau's first, but it's that yeah. second two. Yeah, exactly right. I completely agree. 
I, I think Lonergan's probably going to usurp McInerney. Um, and I've said his name right this year, which is a fantastic start to the year. Um, no, I didn't want to say it because I don't want to get back in the habit. But, yeah, they've got way too much depth. And I, I think that'll be it. Fangar will get the bulk of the time. Lonergan, mm. McInerney will, will rotate a little bit, get the odd start. And if there's an injury, then they'll share the minutes. And Billy Pollard will sit there and learn off the others. And, and again, let me just reiterate this again on the podcast. His nickname is Nos. I mean, even the commentators call him Nos Lonergan. Lonergan. That's the best. So I want to see a lot of him. I want to see him on the bench every week and getting more and more game time because he is very exciting. I think it just depends. Is he in the picture for the <clears> 2023 <throat> World Cup extended Wallaby squad? Like, is he the third hooker you take with you on, on tour? Because yeah. if he is, then you've got to see him as the, the, on the bench every game for the Brummies this year. If he's not, then you, you can afford to take your time. He's still a very young player. but Yeah, I just don't think they know, to be honest. But look, ne- next question. If they lose Noel Alessio, are they completely screwed, given that they've lost Fasatoa and Bailey Kunzel to the Western Force? Look, I, I think it would be a yes. huge blow for them. <laughs> it, it would be a huge blow for them. Uh, look, I, I think someone who debuted at a similar time, Ari Simone, could at a stretch cover them, but he, he's not your typical. He is a distributor. He's not your typical player for them. Can can kick, can you know distribute the ball? Do you, but do you think that if Lalesia went down, Simone would be the guy that they put in? Honestly, yeah, I'm not a humongous fan of Rodney Iona. I don't. I don't uh, look. I, I think Rodney Iona will, would get a cr- real crack there, but I do think they have Chris Fayois or Tia, who they can bring into the centres. With Len Ikatao, they could have a really strong centre pa- pairing there. Yep. So, look, I, I probably for me, I would, I would do it. I don't necessarily know if they would. Can we trade them one of our tens from the Tars and just, you know, we'll have Lonigan or just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll have Pollard or any yeah. of them. Uh, there's a few players I take from that side. But all right, so so Kagi, just I just want a one-word answer: yes or no. No, are the Brumbies screwed if Alessio goes down? Yes, they are. Good. Um, and uh, last question: Can the Brumbies match it with the New Zealand teams? A couple. Not the Blues, not the Crusaders. I feel like you're just going to rattle down to a list. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. If you look at the Brumbies this year, do you think they're as strong as they were last year? Look, I, I, I think they probably are not as much in depth. I think, yeah. I think they are, 100%. I think, I think they are as strong as they were last year, except it's only going to take a few injuries and then they're not. They're very much... <clears> to me, so. the only worry is Alessio. If Alessio goes down, they're screwed. Well, Other than that, I think they're fine. I mean, they've the lost... If we want to rattle them off really quickly... Yeah. Two two options in, in fly halves as your backups. Kunzel yeah, that, they've that's lost a, a full back option. They lost two two back row options, flank options. Back row, three, I sorry, with Stowers as well. Back row doesn't matter. Stowers didn't get many minutes. Cusack, Will Miller, both solid, but not set the world alight. And they've got some good workhorses behind. Them. They've got less depth. They've got I think, more yeah, I think the key is with the Brumbies, as always, they've got an absolute gun forward pack with some really great depth there that's yes. going to carry them through a whole season. It's yep. just um, can the backs basically. Can, can they play Mog and uh, instead of Muirhead, and then it'll will be happy days. So yeah, look to, to round out the stock market. I've got rising. I've I've got Jerome Brown. I've been waiting for him to get an injury free season for a while. Pete Samo, I think, will play eighty minutes. He got uh, he only played more than sixty minutes in four out of seven <clears> games last year. Um, I think he'll play week in, week out with that change in, in back row depth. And Nick Frost, I think he he finished the last six games of the season with more than 60 minutes. So, I mean, his obvious competition is Neville, but uh, he's an absolute prospect and one that I think will go big this year. He, he's significantly bulked up for this year and rates himself as not losing his speed and his mobility around the paddock, having a very big off-season. Yep. If we want to jump across into 
the stocks for them. We already touched on him. We all see it coming. Caterin, as Harry likes to call him, Caden Neville. Look, we called it wrong last year, but towards the back end of last year, he did lose that starting position. I think we see the transition of him out of this starting side, getting minimal minutes towards the back end of this season. So Caden Neville, for me, is, is the man going downhill. Yeah, I think the only thing Neville brings is he is a big body in set pace. He's very good in set pace. Uh, Darcy Swain now obviously is a weapon in the line out, definitely the line out king. But um, in the scrums and whatever, like obviously Frost has put on a lot of size last year. I remember commenting that. Probably has done it again this year. Six kilos of hitting. But Caden Neville is, he's, I think you forget how big he is. He is a very big unit. I think Nick Frost is. 206 centimetres, 205 centimetres. I actually think he could be bigger than Caden Neville now. Oh, I'm positive he's not. Caden Neville is probably like 125 kilos. He's a very big dude. So Nick Frost is 2 metres and 6 centimetres. Yeah. And 120 kilos. Caden Neville is 123 kilos and 202 centimetres. And I think that's before Frost, those numbers on Wikipedia, before Frost has put weight on. So they, I think he... Yeah, what I, I, still today, I still today would back Cape Neville is, uh, I think, quite big. A couple, couple kilos heavier and more centimetres smaller. So. <laughs> All right, guys, let's, let's push on. Smokies for us, we had F. Sotia and Jesse Mogg, who we've mentioned. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll push on from there so we keep pushing through this. The Thanks Reds, so. significant ins and outs, Kagi. Uh, not a lot of ins, but there's one that we wanted to mention. Uh, Tom Liner. Um, I mean, if you've seen anything of Lewis Liner, absolutely lighting up the Lewis. English Premiership Rugby. Tom Liner, um, very much in the same vein. He's uh, The main position he's playing is, is fly half these days. Yeah, so he'll be the backup, you assume, more than likely for James O'Connor. Very young. They, they might try and fill someone in. I, I don't, think, I don't think you will, mate. I, th- I think Hamish Stewart will be the backup. Yeah, I don't think we'll see yeah, look, Craig, he, any game time out of him. But He, he um, won't come into a starting side. He actually might come into a bench bench role. Maybe, he, yeah, maybe sorry, Hamish Stewart would definitely feel the, the starting role. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, the notable outs, uh, Brandon Pyinger and Mosa, has head off to France to Montpellier. Yeah. Um, Bryce Hegarty, who was pretty pretty locked in at fifteen. I, th- um, I think he's a bigger loss than they than most people give him credit for as well. Look, he he was a great player. He was just stock standard and for me boring. But um, now he played a fantastic and really important role for the Reds, uh, being that seasoned head. Um, so it will be interesting to see how they replace that. That's probably one of the key questions we're going to get to. Um, and otherwise, the other key out, uh, Ben Grant. And who highlighted that? But that's not a key. Answer, right. so. Wait, he wasn't a big loss. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's um, let's get into the starting 15. So um, interesting one from uh, we've got Dave Theo Fotowika, um in the front row. Yeah. He Look, I mean, they've got three pretty good loose heads, Dane Zander and also Harry Hoopert. Um, who've shared a lot of game time, but he probably shone the most last year. Can we start? Well, yeah, Fortuaga took his it took his time to get into that role. I think for for the loose head role for for the Reds, and, and it has really evolved into for me back end of last year their first choice. Yeah. This definitely could be a rotational thing between between these three guys, but for me, I, I, I see him as this starter. He he is a a very big body. I think he's a very physical player in that loose head role. But there's there's a lot there. Yep, um, we've got Alex Murphy, who could be one of the biggest winners of the 2022 season. Absolutely. With, uh, with Stocks are definitely rising. Spoiler. Spoiler. I'd be, I'd be he was, he was one of those guys where last year, um, even though he was 
more often than not, the bench hooker, he remained in a lot of fantasy teams because he would come on and still score like three tries <laughs> in the second half. So the man knows how to find the try line, that is for sure. The only down for him is definitely his size when we're talking at least international level, 177 centimetres, 107 kilos. But the last few years between Brendan Panga, Mosa and him, they have actually rotated significantly the last three or four years. I think he is potentially a more skilled player. He's not as large as large, as big a body, but if he gets his time in the saddle, I think he could definitely be a Wallabies bowler. Right about 107 kilos, so a bit heavier than what they got there. But yep. hey, uh, Kagi, quick question. Nos yep. Lonigan or Alex Murphy, who wins over a race, 20 metre? 20 metres. Only one's got the name Nos. Oh, I'm still going to go Nos. I'm going to go Billy Pollard. I'm pretty sure Murphy won like the fastest over 20 for the whole red side, but let's keep going. His name's Nos Lonigan. Um, uh, a guy, look, we could talk about him for the next 10 years as well. Taniela Tupo, going to continue Ooh. playing uh, just 80 minutes of every game. So he, he, even though I would like to see Zane Nongor play uh, play somewhere and get some game time, a very exciting young apprentice. Um, I mean, you just can't take Tupo off the field. He, he's the best. Yeah. So huge front row. Uh, and I think... Even though they were fine rotating Murphy and BPA a lot, I think just the consistency is going to be real good. Uh, the locks, we've got Ryan Smith. Uh, it'll kind of be Ryan Smith or Angus Blythe. We think that'll be – that's a key question, some of their um, yep. contest. And uh, Lukan Salakai Lotto, definitely in lock there. Um, one of the best locks in Super Rugby uh, Pacific. He just absolutely yeah. dominates. Mm-hmm. And Nels, why don't you take us through the starting back row? Obviously, Lucas Alcalotto has got an option to cover the back row as well, but more than likely, we see Liam Wright, Fraser McWright, who will have a breakout season for me potentially in terms of getting some good time for the Wallabies, hopefully. And Harry Wilson, you'd assume similar, getting some good time. I know it's been almost a year, but is he still better than Michael Hooper uh, for you guys? Was he going to be? I'm pretty sure both of you said. I think he's the future. So I I mean, he's the future because Hooper can't play forever. That's. I think we all agree Michael Hooper was freaking unbelievable. Maybe he can. Maybe Hooper can play forever. Nelson, <laughs> yes. you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not yeah, wrong. But potentially. He showed that this year. But if we then jump across, <laughs> Tate McDermott, James O'Connor, no real arguing that that Penner and that potential in the halves and, and pairing in the halves. We'll go Hamish Stewart as the 12. Maybe we see some changes there, but probably not. And Hunter Plyasami in the 13 jersey. He could also fill that 12 role. And to round it out, we got Suliasi Bonavalu on the left wing, Filippo Dangunu on the right wing, and we're going to pick Jordan Pattaya, the man that the Wallabies keep calling for at number 15 to hold that 15 down, excuse me, jersey down pat. Obviously, there's some competition there from Jock Campbell, but I think the Wallabies' pressure and uh, and interest in him will probably give him the nod. Oh, and I is there a back three that excites you more than that? Suliasi Mavalu, Filippo Dangunu, and Jordan Pataya. I, yeah. I could show you the Crusaders' back three, but let's not play that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, look, let's just say there's not in this this podcast. Um, Lester Fanga, Anuku, Severis, no, and Will Jordan. Wrong, no, wrong one. I'm sorry, sorry. Come on, mate. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Now, look, that is, that is, let's get to the key no, questions. No, and and that is one of the big key questions is look, who, who will wear the 15 jersey the most this season? So we just got, said... The, the, um, tri- the trickiest thing is oh, I, I do think we see teething issues for Pattaya and that fullback jersey. But I, I, to his, me, whole, his whole game is teething issues, mate. It doesn't matter. You're not his wrong. The highlights are real. You're not wrong. Look, I, I, I think we see some teething issues, but he'll get a good good crack there. Campbell and Macarelli are a lot of options there. Um, Thorny loves Hamish Stewart in the centres. Is do we see anyone else taking that jersey from him throughout the year? Uh, I, look, I did. I really like the looks of Isaac Henry. 
Uh, and I think that could be an interesting pairing, having Isaac Henry at 12, Hunter Paisami at 13. Uh, I'm not sure whether we'll see it eventually. Thor- As you said, Thorne loves Hamish Stewart. Uh, yeah, I, think Ham- I think Hamish Stewart's a fantastic bench option because he can cover 10 and 12. But, um, but otherwise, what I mean, what I'd like to see, Paisami has been absolutely tearing it up at 12 for the Wallabies. He's been tearing up other international mm-hmm. sides, including the All Blacks, giving it to them. Uh, so I wouldn't mind seeing him there, but uh, that means you're looking at a 12 Paisami, 13. I mean, you could have Isaac Henry, but or you could have Jordan Pattaya there at 13. Yeah, I think I think that's the problem, right? Like Isaac Henry, Hamish Stewart, they're not 13s. I, I think I yeah. think both of them should play inside center. So if you do push Paisami there, you really limit your options in the side. Fluke. Um, fluke, fluke is another option outside center, absolutely. So there are some questions, but my gut feeling is his first choice has always been Hamish Stewart. Paisami at outside centre, so that's probably what we'll see. Particularly with the push, particularly with the push for Pattaya to fifteen. I, I really like Kagi's side, but I think we're going to see a significant investment in uh, Pattaya at fullback. I, I think it's time. Uh, there's been so much talk about it. Yes, he's switched switched between different positions, but yeah, I think he's going to be fullback this year. And Mac Greeley, mate, he's the other name that we haven't mentioned. Oh. Jeez, he's a freak. So excited about this guy. My, my gut feel is he's probably a year or two away from getting a lot of game time, but a couple of injuries, he could be anything. Look, I mean, he, yes, you would say he's a year or two away, but he's 19 now, so he'll be turning 20 throughout next season. Just give the guy to the Tars. Because if you're, if you're investing in Batara at fullback, give him to the Tars, give him to the force, let this man get some bulk minutes there. Reds, you're selfish. You've got too many good players. Ryan Smith versus Angus Blythe, Kagi. Who locks down the second row spot for the bulk of the year? And would you pick one of them or do you think it's just too much of a line call? Look, I've, I've been equal, I have been equally impressed by both of them. So probably a line call. I think uh, Angus Blythe started off the year last year and I thought he was actually very good. And then Ryan Smith uh, carried it out towards the back end. Um, I think it'll be the same thing. It'll really be just a rotation of workload. Um, yeah. They'll, look, I think they'll both get a chance throughout the season. I, I was a huge fan of Angus Blythe in 2020, but I think Ryan Smith took over him, so I think he gets the first shout there. Um, but do we think Kagi – oh, no, let's go Harry. Do we think this rotation policy, they have too many good players, do we think this will be negative in terms of them throughout the 2022 season? I think we're talking about the back row here as well. No, we're talking about everything. I'm talking about their entire team when I talk about this question, <laughs> yeah. mate. There, there's so much depth in terms of pretty much every position across. Maybe the front row, not so much, but I think everywhere else, there's a lot of questions about how do you get people into the team that are just on the uh, the uh, the fringes. And I don't think it will hurt them. I think it's actually going to be massively beneficial. I, I remember hearing... Uh, in Rev's podcast um, that uh, they use roughly 38 players per year. So the depth that they need will probably be used. And uh, so I I think it'll actually be a very good thing for them that they can do that. Crusaders have had a similar problem. Pretty much every New Zealand side has had that problem for every year and hasn't hurt them. So, no, I I don't think it will hurt them. I think it'll just be where you use the opportunity and if they can find the right times to do that. Yep. And I I think more than than ever, there's probably a few sides this year that you can do that. So, no, I don't think it will hurt them. And I just wanted to say, when I was saying specifically the back row, I mean... um, they have, you know, uh, Brad Thorne really loves Angus Scott Young and we all exactly. loved um, Sarah Uru last year. was absolutely incredible. So it's yeah, interesting, with, it's interesting yeah. with you. Now you can't, who do you sit? You can't sit out Liam Wright and Fraser McWright, can you? Um, and interestingly, do we think, um, does Liam Wright just go straight back mm-hmm. in as captain uh, again this year? 
I don't know, but but obviously Liam Wright can push to seven. They can use Angus Scott Young at six and keep blooding Fraser McWright a little bit as well. But no, I don't think it's that clear cut. But let, let, let's push, guys. Let's push. Yep. Stocks rising. I had Alex Murphy, Jordi Pattaya, and Suliasi Vunavalu. Um, my big point for this one was Vunavalu's top scores last year were 66, 59, and 44. For a bloke that didn't get a lot of game time, I think that he could be like absolutely anything in he, the outside backs. He was, he's a freak. He, he's a proper freak. NRL's top try score a couple of years ago. Jesus Christ, he could be anything. Seriously dynamic, exciting. He did some amazing things in a small amount of time. Jordi Pattaya, absolute freak, so he, he could do anything. Murphy, we've already touched on. Jock Campbell, we've got down as our stock's falling. It hurts me to say because I'm a big fan of him and he'd probably the start Waratahs should pick him. That's it, and, and he would start for the Waratahs, which is the next thing I was going to say. But, look, there's just a lot of competition. If they're investing in Pattaya, it's going to hurt him. Um, Kagi, you want to take us through the Smokies? Smokies, uh, Isaac Henry talked about him earlier, just saying that um, of the little we saw of him, I really liked him there in 12 jersey. I think Harry nailed on the head. He's not a 13, so it's just if he um, if they experiment a little bit with him at 12 instead of Hamish Stewart. Harry Hooper, we talked about Dave Fio Fotowiga probably being number one, being up there. I mean, Dane Zander was also great. But we've talked about Harry Hooper. We've talked him up the last couple of years, just saying we really see a lot of potential in him there. Particularly, uh, he nails a set pace, but he's also really good around the probably the best on park running the ball and um, yeah. things like that. So if if he's in condition um, and you know can get some game time, he could be anything as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Mac really, Nelson just frosts on Mac really. I think we all do. I think he's just a young, exciting talent. Reminds me a lot of Mac Hansen. He's just sheer excitement and running ability. I hope he doesn't go to Ireland as well. Have we done any research? Has he got any Irish relatives? Uh, I hope not. But let's, uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's like a Tyrone Green type mold, isn't he? He's just. He is, yeah. Far out. So, there's, another, there's another name that you got to absolutely love. And hmm. anyway, we, 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 won't, uh, we won't dwell on the South Africans. They were, they were kicked out of the comp. So uh, <laughs> we right. love watching them, but no more. No more. Exactly. The Rebels. The Rebels, Crags. Let's keep going. The significant ins and outs. I'll take the ins and outs. I've got yeah. Moses Sarobi and Matt Phillip as their two big ins. Sarobi for the depth at nine more than anything, but Matt Phillip is just going to be probably their best forward this year. I think hands down their mm-hmm. best forward this year. He's a freak. He's a very talented player and obviously a Wallabies mainstay. It'll be interesting to see how he bounces back from being really shoved aside in the uh, Northern Hemisphere Tour for the Wallabies last year. I think he's got a real point to prove to make sure that he's not uh, left behind in that international scene. And, and, and he's going to play a really important role, like leadership role in this Rebel site. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not only is he going to be the leadership, he's going to have to carry, like he's going to have to lead the carries and things like that. Mm. Oh, he'll, he'll be a huge name for them. Yeah. The outs, there's a lot. Uh, again, as we've said throughout this podcast, make sure you keep your eye out and draftrugby.com for the entire list of all this stuff. It's all there so you can wade through it and pick and choose what you care about. But Lucio Sordoni, loved watching him play the Argentinian, very good prop. Frank Lamani, excellent Fijian number nine. Dane Hallett Petty, slash wing, yeah, for Lamani. Dane Hallett Petty sadly had to retire because of concussion. I think we can all say that he was Australia's version of Ben Smith. Never quite got to the same level, obviously, but geez, he was a good player. Uh, Isti Nasarani, huge loss. And on his day, could be one of the best on park, no matter who he played. Marika Quarambeti, Australia's best player for the last two years, hands down. Uh, and there's some other players on the uh, outskirts. Campbell Magne released. I think he had some concussion issues last year. I hope, I hope that 
he's still playing professional rugby because he's just a, a tremendous talent and another we, player I'd love to see at any any uh, team in uh, in New Zealand. Nelson's named George Worth because he loves English people. Uh, he did play a bit for Southern Districts and I've got to say at shoot shield level, he's a freak. So I hope <laughs> that he finds his way in, uh, in professional rugby because he's a talent. And David Vessel has obviously left at the end of Super Rugby AU as well. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how they transition there. If you're on social media, follow Dave Vessels because since he has left, he has become very vocal on all his opinions and it, Honestly, he he has some very good content. Yeah, hundred percent. And and obviously, he had that um that in the uh, interview with Rugby Fixation with Rev, yep. which was fantastic, awesome. and, and has already been called one of the best interviews of the year. So Rev just has this ability to know everything about everything and ask some very good questions. So very if great. We're thinking very about good replacing Kagi. Yeah. Did he learn that on this podcast, Finally. or was it? <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's push on uh, the best fifteen uh, before our listeners. We lose the listen. Mm. Our listeners to going to sleep because of how long this podcast is. But no, that's all. Good. No, there was always going to be one. Don't worry about that. People know what they're in for. That's true. All right. Best fifteen. Uh, t- loose head prop that Harry loves. Cameron Orr, just your stock standard good. delivers on his uh, his role. Very good at set pace. Um, the prince that I don't, we're not going to call him the prince that was promised anymore, are we? I don't know what we call him now. Dang. Just his name, Jordan. What at least the prince uh, that never delivered. The prince that never delivered, uh, except he received lots of deliveries from Elastoplast because he's probably used the most tape out of any rugby player in the game. Um, and the big boy, uh, back fit, tight head, my favorite player in this team, Pone Faumosili. Uh, cannot wait to see him tear it up. I'm hoping we get another, another few of those. Um, Kick returns where he gets that wind, 50 meter wind up. That's what I'll be yeah. hanging out for this year. Um, Matty Phillip, we've talked a lot about him. Uh, we've kind of glossed over Trevor Hosea as well. Uh, very promising young lock, had a really good year last year into the Wallaby squad. Obviously, just developing the Wallaby squad, but um, super exciting. Uh, this is probably going to be a year he's going to make a big push forward. And speaking a bit of a big push forward, someone who had a very big one last year and is going to have to really step up in this Rebels team, Rob Leota. Um, I have been a huge Bob. I think we've all been huge Bobby Leota fans the last couple of years. But um, with Izzy Nasirani out and a few of the other back rowers gone, he is going to be one of the key. He's probably going to be the key man in the back row, I would say, for sure. Um, and also rounding out the back row, we've got Brad Wilkin and um, Michael Wells, uh, who I think you're both... Uh, pretty big fans of um, Michael Wells is pretty stock standard. I, that, Brad no, I like Wells. He's he's another overachiever, mate. I actually didn't have him in, well, in my original side. Yeah, but I I think he's in the running to be not only a number eight choice, but he was a vice captain last year. Has some experience. He could could, could be in that leadership group for sure. He will be. What, what about Brad Wilkin now? As a as your, I, I really like Brad Wilkin. He's he's had a few injured years. I've treated his. Mum, I think it is. Yeah, but but actually, she's got good feet. Awesome, relevant um, podcast, mate. That's great. Um, but Jesus, Josh Kemeny the unlucky man there. But Nelson, yeah. show, show, go through the back line for us. Look, we'll jump straight into the backs. We won't talk about their feet either. Joe Powell was going to cover at number nine. Excited to see more of Carter Gordon in that ten jersey, which means we see Matt Tamua playing most of his year yet again at twelve. I'm I'm not picking Lockie Anderson at um on one of the wings. I, I don't know which one of you done that. We'll find someone else to fill that role. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you got to pick someone. Hey, you say that. You got to say He was a fantasy. He was a fantasy hack because he was a back rower as well. Look, I, it, it's a hard choice. But look, it, Andrew Callaway is going to fill one of the roles. And 
it's probably going to be lovely Anderson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I, I mean, knowing the Rebels, Moses Sarevi is probably going to play one of the wing spots. <laughs> um, and we're probably going to see um, Reese Hodge at fullback. We could actually see quite a different side this year. We, we might see Kellaway filling that um, fullback role. We might see um, Reese Hodge filling the, no, the no, centre they no role. Wingers. They've got no wingers. They're not going to move. They've got no outside backs. Excuse they're not going to pick Hodge and Kellaway and push them inside. No, well, Tom Pincus got a role last year and have upgraded to Joe Pincus. This year, we played some yeah, seven. This is, this is ridiculous. All right, so we've got Matt Tamil, Stacey Elliott, Center, Lockie Anderson, Andrew Kellaway, Reese Hodges, the most likely outside backs. Obviously, Badogo is the, uh, the smoky for yes. us to see if he can get some game time. And, and actually, yeah, I was going to say, it's worth shouting out Stacey Elliott, he's actually played some really good footy in he the did. Yes. I yeah, think come back to Samoa. So he's, he's been getting better and better. The, the other potential, which we're probably not going to see, he's going to be our, our centre, but hopefully we get to see at least a bit of time of Jarrell Skelton filling that centre role this year. I think he's 21, 22, came into the squad as a back rower. So he was in back row last year. This year he will be named as a centre. Who, who was yeah. an awesome sevens player. So, yeah, can play anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Kagi, you got the first question there, mate. Key questions. Uh, what can a Joe Powell, Carter Gordon, halves pairing deliver for this Rebels back line? I think they're both talented players. Uh, my issue is that they're probably not up to the calibre of most other super rugby sides. So they'll be consistent. Carter Gordon will make some mistakes to Moore will have to try and take over. Hopefully not as much as he did last year because it didn't work. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I think they'll probably struggle, to be honest, compared to the better sides in particular in Super Rugby this year. Look, I think that halfback combo of Powell, Sorobi, Tuttle, there's, there's a, a very good halfback role. The the issue is Carter Gordon, I think, is their 10 and has to be their 10. There will be those teething issues. He's young. He, uh, he's he got a lot of talent. He did some very promising things in his first couple of opportunities last year. But... Uh, Tamua is really going to have to be that stabilising yeah, feature. And it just didn't work last year. It ruined Tamua's game trying to carry this well, side. And I really hope that he, yeah, man, he was awful. He, he was awful long before no, Carter Gordon played oh, last year. Matt Carter Tumua, Gordon Matt played Tumua's back in last legend. year. Matt Tamua's a legend. I love Tamua, but Carter Gordon didn't play the yeah, same last year. Look, it's interesting. If, if we were if we were Queenslanders, if probably if we got Rev on here, we'd be sitting down um, hyping up Carter Gordon. There's been a lot of hype about him. It's just kind He's of, young, I feel man. like, I feel like it's gone away a little bit, uh, but when it should be building, because this is his year, right? So he's just he's he's exciting. He's just young, and the Rebels were disappointing last year. Mm. But I think Matt Tamur has got a big role to play in how Carter Gordon performs. Yeah, I've got a question here, guys. Mm. Last year, Murray Corabetti took I don't know how many games to score a try, but it was way, way too many. Can we get good ball out to Andrew Callaway? I'm not that worried about getting good ball out to Lucky Anderson. If I'm being completely blunt and honest, can we get good ball out to Andrew Callaway? And it seemed to be the Rebels' problem last year. Um, what do you think? Can we fix that? Well, I think we're going to struggle. Yeah. I think that's the key problem, right? We've seen how good Callaway can be as a finisher, but he's, he's got to be given that platform, given that good front, that good ball. I, I think um, we're going to struggle. Look, as, as I said, if it was up to me, I'd be finding a new winger, and it's probably Vidogu. I'd be putting um, someone like Reese Hodge in the centres to facilitate the ball getting wider and I'd be giving Kellaway the opportunity at fullback to get involved into the game. For me, for me, I, I think that gets your best players involved touching the balls more often. So your wingers are Lockie Anderson, Vidogo with Kellaway at fullback. No one touches the ball on the wing <laughs> for the Rebels. 
unless you put this the back one that you said, but I get it. Yep, no, fair enough. And Kagi, mate, there's some pretty <laughs> massive holes left without both Koran Betty and Nasarani. Oh. <laughs> it's obviously uh, going to take some big names or some big uh, shoes to fill. Who do you think is going to fill those jerseys? Well, look, I talked about before, Bobby Leota, I think, is just going to absolutely step up. And uh, he started getting... I think everyone forgets how little game time he was getting last year. He started getting more and more for the Rebels towards the end of the season, but he was still very much a bench player, whereas he's now probably the first picked in that forward pack almost. It'd probably be Matt Phillip, Rob Leota. So um, he's going to play 80 minutes every week, be a fantastic fantasy option, I think. Um, And he's really going to, I mean, the Rebels forward pack, I think can compete with the other forward packs in in the Aussie conference. Um, You know, they're pretty solid there, but it's really how the rebel success is going to depend on can their back line do anything with it. But uh, yeah, Robbie Leota and Matt Phillip got a lot of work to do to um, deliver that front football and get over the game line. Yep. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, I've got a question for Nelson. When will we see Gerald Skelton? I know that you're a big fan of his. Will he get much time this year? Uh, he's obviously got a lot of talents, but do you think he makes that step up and becomes a household name or not? Look, I don't think 2022 is his year to become a household name. I, I think it's his time that we get to see him in Super Rugby. I, I do think we see him get some more opportunities, especially off the bench through 2022. Look, he's got Peter Beetham, one cousin, who is probably who he plays like, second cousins, um, Will Skelton. So he's got some big-name relatives. But, look, I, I, he's 191 centimetres, 104 kilos, came into the squad as a flanker, now being transitioned to a centre they don't have a lot of depth at centre, an injury or two, and, and we might see him get some big minutes. But for me, I think he's just going to get little bits and pieces. Yep, agreed. A player I really want to see some of this year at least. I think last year we kept calling for the sevens players like Lewis Holland and Skelton. We're like, put the boys on. But, um, but anyway, um, all right, let's push on then. Stock's rising. I literally just did it. I just said Rob Leota and Matt Phillip. Um, they are not only going to play 80 minutes every week because they bloody well need to, but they need to play massive roles in this team. So uh, they're going to be given a lot of rope and um, a lot of the ball. So they're, they're going to be good this year. Stocks falling, Harry? Uh, mate, I, I just want to say the stat that stood out for me, Matty Phillip back in 2019, 20, 2019, yeah, it was the seventh ranked lock the only player still in the whole competition that was there above him was Brody Retallick. So it's Who? fair to, yeah, exactly. So it's fair to say that Matt Phillip could be anything for the locks in fantasy footy this year. Could be big. And I think growing. Yeah. Stocks falling. Kobus Ilof, Kobus. Uh, he's a big fan favourite, obviously, but I think Pone coming back into the squad will hurt him. Josh Kemeny, uh, again, <clears throat> could be anything. I just think that they, the Michael Wells been probably voted as, I think, the forward of the entire team, maybe even player of the entire team last year. is going to hurt his chances. Then Rob Liotta, uh coming through for the Wallabies, he, he's going to struggle to get <clears throat> as much game time. So I think both those guys will struggle. I think we could yeah. say with Kemeny that uh, Leota's got that six six jersey lockdown. So Kemeny would be playing eight if he's playing and yeah, yeah, he'd be trying to get it after Michael Wells. Yeah, it's probably fair. Look, he, he can cover seven as well as he has in the past, but well, he's playing six for the Rebels the most, actually. That's what he's playing. Yeah. I think so. He's not a traditional seven. And when we jump across into the Smokies, look, Carter Gordon, we touched on him before. Look, one of the big issues for him as a fantasy player, you're picking a 10, you want to pick someone who's going to be kicking. 
when they've got the likes of Tamua, the, the likes of Hodge in your squad, we're not going to get to see him necessarily as the out-and-out kicker um, unless they're trying to really fill that confidence role for him to, to help build him into that role. So for, for me, he has a high ceiling. Whether we see this year or not, that's what the risk is. Hence, he's a smoky. But he's an exciting player with a big future. Um, he wants to be a Wallabies player. And, I mean, he's he's got a shout to be that third option in, in 2023. So he's going to have to have a big year in 2022. We've got Ilakani Vidogu. Sorry, Kagi, I was looking at is you, it, mate. It's getting late or something, isn't it? Yeah, you're always distracting me. But look, he was in the seven squad uh, as, as a member of that team, impressed in the Fijian under-20s. We just don't see him uh, as a likely starter for this Fijian side. If he gets time, if there's a couple injuries, he could be a really exciting player. But we didn't just we didn't get to see enough of him in 2021 to think that we're going to see him this season break out. Tamadi Yuani. I mean, if you've got the name Yuani, that's always that's, exciting. Um, big number eight coming That's what qualified him for that section, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I did have to justify by saying it wasn't just his name. It was about 75% his name. Uh, and, then, and then the stats, um, yeah, he's 24 years old, 6'4", 119 kilos. I went and looked up some of his highlights. Absolute wrecking ball. And he's come through the system in Canberra, the Vikings, and then the Brumbies Academy. Um, look, I mean, they've lost Nazarani. Yes, they've got Bobby Leota, but if they want to, if they want to double up, if you want Leota and another wrecking ball to Marty Iwani in uh, their number eight, very hard to see it, but could be cool. Either that or Pone will push back to number eight. All right, guys, we've got two teams to go, so I reckon we've got about half an hour left on this pod. So let's so competition winners, the Waratahs. Should we talk about them? This is part two of the pod, guys. I know normally they just start a new pod, but we don't do that. We just keep going. Isn't this part four? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome two. to season 11 of this year's... Uh... <laughs> the Waratahs. So significant ins and outs. I'll go through the ins. Ruan Smith over from the Guillotinis has followed his new coach across. Shetty Holloway and Ned Hannigan both uh, coming across the Tars. Hannigan only after... The season in May, sadly, so we won't get to see Teddy Flanagan for a while. Playing for the I'm water Coming gush. from what team? Yeah, the water gush. The water gush. Um, quite <laughs> clearly the biggest name in for the Tars and probably the one that they're all, we're all hanging out hats on right now is uh, Tavita Funa or Michael Hooper. Michael Hooper. Big. So very big in for him. Uh, some other names there, which again you can find in the uh, in the notes in the post for us. And, and, you and obviously, yeah, I was going to say obviously Darren Coleman as coach as well, who's just coached the Euro-Tennis to a championship. On the outs, we've lost Jack Dempsey, Jack Maddox is probably our biggest two. Tepai Mariah as well, I think he's a bit of a loss. And Andrew Tawala has gone over to the Guillotinis. I know he wasn't a big loss in the starting team, but he, I don't know if you guys remember, he killed it when he came on yeah. in the back half of the scene as injury cover. So disappointing that they couldn't give him a contract as Look, well. Look, I'm a big fan of Ryan Smith, so maybe different, different roles as a prop, but like for like in terms of there is some quality coming in there. What's that, Ryan Smith? Ruan Smith, the Joker, mate. He's just there for he's just there for the morale boosting. But um, yeah, yeah. All right, let's push best fifteen. So it's Angus Bell, Angus Bell, Angus Bell. Oh, sorry, I mean no, it's uh, yeah, Angus Bell. Obviously, can't say enough about him. Uh, Dave Frecky has um, got a mortgage on that number two jersey, and he's he's been good. Um, I think I think we talked him up a lot, but uh, like we think he can be really good. We think he's got a high ceiling. He's just got to deliver on that. HJH, 
Harry Johnson Holmes, um, again, one of the top props. So, you know, I mean, he, he kind of now fades away because we talk about Angus Bell all day. But um, HJH, I mean, only two years ago, he was the top prop, wasn't he? Uh, two or three years ago. So absolute weapon. The locks we've got in here, Max Douglas and Jed Holloway. Um, the reason we don't have Ned Flanagan in there is because he's not back till the end of the season or something. Yep. Yes, he's, he's Mate, not. We said already after, after the Japan season. If we jump across into the back row, said, yeah, the back row, we've got Lockie Swinton, Michael Hooper, the number eight jerseys up for grabs, but we're going to say Rob Bonnie, Warren Vosayatho as the first choice Fijian Heritage. Uh, we've also got Will Harris as an option there, William who, Harris. Who I thought uh, was great last year. He, very exciting player. So difficult to pick between the two of those, which is going to hurt them. We've also got Carlo Tizano. Hopefully we get to see him get some opportunities there. I don't think Michael Hooper should be getting 80 minutes every week. We need to make sure he doesn't burn out before the 2023 Rugby World Cup. So hopefully Tizano gets some some moments. And then I will just round out the Haas with Jake Gordon. And the difficult thing here for me is the 10 jersey, Will Harrison or Ben Donaldson filling those roles. And it really depends. You just got to pick. Oh, best 15. Best 15. It's no question, mate. Will Harrison. Who's Will, Will Donaldson. Yeah, okay, cool. Will, Will Harrison. Will, we're picking Will Harrison as our best 10. I said Will Donaldson. Centres, we got Lalakai Fiketti and Isaiah Parisi. Obviously, just wanted to hear that Joey Walton has done his ACL again and will be out for the entire season. But I think it'll be great to see those two just get consistent game time. Outside backs, uh, Alex Newsom's probably the name that none of us wanted to put down, if we're being honest, and I'm just going to be honest because this is what we do here. But he is the vice-captain and he will be on the team sheet. Nope. I, I know you disagree, but uh, that's just what it's going to be, Matt. I'm not the coach. And uh, James Ram, we think, will have the other wing. He's a very talented player. Probably didn't have his best year last year. was more exciting two years ago. And the player of the year, I've, uh, I've let my slides go here, but let's go through this. Mark Nwanganigawase. <laughs> if you're watching YouTube, you'll see why we think he's definitely going to be the best player of the competition. Can we just wait? Did we describe the photo? So, yeah, you've got Nwanganigawase shirt off. What's the famous carving? In the- yeah, shirt, I'm not sure. All of them. All the famous carvings is what he looks like. The statue of David, see, that we're going for? But you just uh. see a smidge on the side, on his, on his left. Every Waratahs fan smiling, looking up at him with excitement. So, did, did, did you miss the memo of um, pushing on with the podcast or just um, we, we didn't, mate? No, this, is, this is why we were pushing on, yeah, oh, oh, to get to this. Okay, no, very good. Look, I think Alex, the slowest man on earth, Newsom can be dropped because we've got a new coach. So, who cares if he played a leadership role before? Yeah. New coach, new hierarchy, goodbye. Uh, sit down, son. Um, and if that's the case, then who are we going to see as our back three? We know definitely Marky Mark, definitely James Ram. Who's that third one if it's not Alex Newsom? Michelangelo will be at fullback. Look, 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 the, the potential to fill that fullback role, maybe no one in Itawasi. You could have Funa coming in, Tavita Funa. You could have one of the 10 options, whether it be Harrison or Donaldson. But I hope it's not. No one and uh, it's not amusing. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely would like us to give Tavita Funer a go. Came across from the Sea Eagles. Um, said he wants to play 15, but has played a lot of wing. Hopefully, we just give them a go and see what happens. So, um, guys, big big questions for the Tars. 
Mm. All right, we kind of touched on already. Fly half battle was a really interesting one. Will Harrison started the year out. Ben Donaldson finished very well. Tan Edmund took his chances. What would you like to see, Nelson? Look, I mean, 20, you, you put your hand up. So. Twenty, yeah, it's me. Twenty twenty was the year of Will Harrison. Twenty twenty one was the year of Ben Donaldson. So clearly, twenty twenty two is not the year of Tan Edmund. I'd love to see him get some more opportunities, but I think we need to see Harrison and Donaldson getting some good game time together. We've together, said, together, together. We we saw a few minutes with them in 2021, scoring from their own trial line after the buzzer, doing some brilliant connections. You, you don't develop what they have in a small amount of time, you know, three, four, five years as a professional player. These guys have grown up playing together. So I hope we get to see. Okay. How would you, what positions, guys. what jerseys do you put them in? It's either Harrison at 10. No, pick one, mate. So I'm saying either, pick one. Harrison at 10. I'm Harrison going. at 10, Donaldson at 15. I don't know. And who's your, like who's your wings? No, I'm going to need a Wasi and Ram. Okay. Kagi, you got anything different there? Harrison at 10, Donaldson on the bench, uh, No, I'm going to and uh, uh, Funa on the wings, and uh, I actually have James Ram out at fullback. Right, okay. All right, okay. You're drunk, man. And I'm going to go with the team that we named now, starting inside Harrison 10, New Ram and New Salmon, oh. and Nawasi, because I just think that's what will happen. Where do we fit um, Donaldson in? Bench. Yeah, definitely bench. All right, next big question. We've got uh, Dylan Peach, the sevens player. He's joined the squad. Um, got, we speak Dougie, at all? Can I oh. just say these, this isn't a question? Oh, move on. I'll sum it up. No. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, excellent. We will move on. Next question Jed Holloway. Uh, look, we've seen glimpses that Jed Holloway could be the type of player of a Fergus Lee Warner calibre. He's just never delivered on that. No. Um, do we see him playing as a lock and, oh, look, and oh, getting a lot of game time? If, if I'm honest, I think he has filled the Fergus Lee Warner role in the past that he has been very dynamic. Oh, for about 20 yeah, minutes of one game. For Fergus Lee Warner. So Fergus Lee Warner has been there for one year for the, the force. For, for periods of time. So I look honestly, I don't I don't think we have a long period of time for either of them at, at the levels that we'd love to see them. I think Holloway has come back hungry. So if he is willing to put his hand up for lock, which he wasn't to do in the past, I, I think it shows he's hungry and hopefully we see something that we haven't seen that drive to to really succeed for his team over time. So I, I don't think he's going to be a world beater. I don't think he's going to be a wallaby. 196 uh, as as a, as a lock is not huge, but I am excited by something he can add to this team. He brings some experience. He brings a dynamic role in that that lock. So hopefully we see him fill for some, some of that potential. Yeah, my worry is that he's not a lock, um, but that's where he's going to play. So I think that's the thing that will hamstring him, to be completely honest. Final question. How many games... Uh, we'll all answer. Will the Waratahs win in 2021? You've got them first. Two. Can you? Two, you've gone two. And two. who against? I've got the draw up there on screen. Uh, do we play the draw early? Wrong team. That's the wrong draw. Oh, it's the old draw. Oh, sorry, guys. Updated draw, but that's all right. Um, the teams are all there, though. We've got draw twice. Yeah, all right. Once, Rebels once. Oh, two, two might even be a little low. I don't know. Like, we got the fours twice. How many games did we win last year? I'm going to make one of you guys say it. Zero. Awkward. Um, 
I reckon that they will beat the, the Waratahs, will beat the Western Force once, they will beat the Melbourne Rebels once, and they will beat the Fiji Andrew once. Three games. I've, I've changed the three. Pacifica? Moana? No, no, he said no. Harry? All right, okay. That's three. I'm going to go five. That's exactly what I had. I'm going to say they're going to beat the Rebels, the Force, the Drua, Moana, and one of them they're going to beat twice. Yeah. They're, hopefully they're versing the Moana early. They're definitely versing Drua first, so yes. I think that'll be a win for them. Um, yeah. Later on in the season, the Fiji side will probably beat them. Uh, they have Namangani Iwasi and his abs. Um, so, look, I think they're going to get five wins too. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, let's let's keep pushing on. I got stocks rising here. Angus Bell, Rabani, Warren Vasayatho. For Bell, it's just kind of like how high can stocks go? But I just think he'll keep going up. He's the Bitcoin of Super Rugby. Um, Warren Vasayatho. Did you lose money recently? Bitcoin? Never. I've never taken money out, so I can't lose. Uh, <laughs> stocks falling. Color Tizano. Obviously, Michael Hoover is going to hurt anyone's chances so <laughs> yeah. that, that's pretty obvious let's not dwell on that and smokies i think we can all agree when you look on screen on youtube which i hope you all are mark the is going to be the smoky to end all smokies this year because he is an absolute adonis he is uh look he's an exciting man i i don't doubt that at all look we hope he's not a smoky because he's been Coming into this squad for a few years. We've, we've nicknamed the section Smoking, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, the Smoking. Right. Uh, look, let's jump across into the Western Force. We'll go straight into the significant ins and outs. Um, lots of changes here, really. In terms of significant ins, we've got Isaac Fines, we've got Bailey Kunzel, we've got uh, Isaac Rotter coming from Lyon, Manasa Mataeli from the Crusaders, Pasitoa also from the Brumbies. That is a lot of players coming <laughs> that in. That actually sounds pretty good now that you it, say it. It does, but a lot of them are quite young and inexperienced. So, I mean, we're going to see them build moving forward. Mm. In terms of losses, Kubeli, Kurandrani, Lance, uh, Miotti, Lazana, Oluwafela, also a lot of losses. And when they're not the dominant side, that is, that's a lot to lose. Um, so there's a big transition year for them. I, I think now we're starting to, starting to see hopefully a team building for the future rather than getting in quick, which is what we saw in 2021, getting players to fill voids. So they've got a lot of young talent moving forward, which will develop throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for the outs, we've got Kobeli. Oh, sorry. Yep who I think is a massive loss. Yeah. Um, the best 15, I've got Tommy Robertson, Faletti Katu'u, and Santiago Majrano in the front row, I think, uh, are pretty locked in right now. I've got Isaac Rodda, Sidaleki Tamani as my locks. I know, Nelson, you thought Jeremy Thrush. Oh. Fergus Lee Warner's a chance there, but I think we're I think, probably thinking he won't start. I think we can say Isaac Rodda's starting and then yes. Sidaleki and Jeremy Thrush will share time. They're, they're yeah. 100%. Give them 40 minutes. Each. I think that's fair, yeah. Uh, I've got Fergus Lee Warner, Kangateka, and Brynard Stander at eight. The obvious question there is how much game time does Tim Anstey get and does he just push in to six straight away and flick Fergus Lee? But Anstey, uh, he's very classy. Uh, Ian Pryor, Jake McIntyre, I've got nine and ten. I know there's some questions around Rich John Pasatawa, their other fly half option just starting straight away. But uh, McIntyre, I think just the experienced head, and, and I know that they don't want to just shuffle their de- their, their deck of cards they every do. single year. They do. They had me only last year. No, I know. So what, what, what uh, we want to see as quickly as, definitely by the end of the year, but as quickly as possible, is Isaac Fines and Pasatoa, the yes. starting half. We do. Uh, no, I completely agree, um, but we don't. That's, that's an exciting halves pairing, that. Week yeah. two. 
point too. Right? <laughs> uh, centres, we've got Bailey Kunzel to start and Kyle Godwin. I think that's fair because there's not a lot of centre depth. Richard Kahui still obviously fly, floating around, but he played a bit of outside, bit of wing. I Richard Kahui, the, the 40-year-old who burnt Alex Newsom and left him for dead. <laughs> yeah. um, Look, he's, he's going to fill a role, put him anywhere against the Waratahs, yeah. or... You just he can feel the, the experience. Let's look. We may as well put a photo up of him as well because he's he a rig. He's he's <laughs> anyway, well, <laughs> uh, we, we we do think that uh, this could be Kunzel's year to get a lot more starting yes. time though. Manasa Mataeli has probably got to be the biggest in right. Like they just didn't have a lot of outside back finishing power. Now they've all of a sudden got this absolute weapon. Of an outside back who we will touch the, on his stats. He, 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 he must have had some family over in Perth or something because, like, I know he's getting sick of not getting constant game time with the Crusaders, but, no, like, is, well, what would you get? Is, is the Tony Pulu of a few years ago? Or, or, or we you, wish he had actual Australian citizenship because he is far better. Like the Major League Rugby, where half of all the contracts are just under the table, I, they probably gave Manasamata Eli Twiggy's given him his own mine or something, you know what I mean? Just off the books. That's that's the only thing I can think of. So, yep. Byron Ralston, uh, we've got it at the right wing, and Jack McGregor, at, we've got it at 15. Obviously, you've got Drake Strawn, who's got some time there as well. Um, and Tony Puller, who just never, ever gets game time, but that's who we've gone with. Guys, key questions. How could Kunzul and Pasatawa best be used in combo with the old guard in the centres? Nelson, we're going to let you go first because Carl Yutano already hinted on what he thinks. Look, I, I think Godwin is quite an experienced player. If he fills that 13 jersey, you know, for most of the season, maybe he feels a little bit in and out of that, that 12 jersey. I think we need to work Kunzul into 12 from day dot. I think we need to then work in Pasatoa relatively early and back him in the long run. They've brought him across to be their long-term 10, in my opinion. He's now 20. This is his year to, to earn that starting jersey. I don't think it is week one, but give him the first month, give him the first five, six weeks to earn himself into that starting jersey, and then I think we see him start throughout the back oh. of the year. All you need to know about Pasatoa is I was that excited about him. I got down and actually watched the uh, Waratahs A play the Brumbies runners, and he tore it yeah. up like I've never seen. Uh, he is amazing. Player. He is unbelievable. And I think he was 18 at the time that I was watching him do this. He's, he's now, a big unit too. Is he, is he 19 now or is he 20? I don't even know. But he's, he's 20 now. Yeah, he's, he's a big bloke. He is so yeah. dynamic. Like Maybe He can play wing or fullback if he wanted to, but he's got all the skills. He's the same age as Carter Gordon, a year or two younger than... Will Harrison, Ben Donaldson, um, that Lollisier bloke who plays 10 for the Wallabies. He, he's not that far behind. This is the year I think we see some of him, and I think he takes the starting jersey at some point in this year. It yeah. is difficult to know when. And yeah. so similarly, similarly, Isaac Fiennes, yeah, we're hoping that he gets um, a little bit older. A, a big key question is Isaac Fiennes versus Ian Pryor. So Ian Pryor, obviously, I don't know, is he captain now? Is he captain of the board? anymore? Not captain, but, you know, has been there with the four since the day dot. Um, yeah. Basically, you know, is part of the wallpaper. But, um, you know, he can kick for goal. He can play 10 as well, but just not a particularly exciting player. Doesn't make a lot happen, just stock standard. Uh, Isaac Fines, however, absolutely lights it up. He's uh, he's probably probably the closest halfback we have in a Tate McDermott type of mould. You know what I mean? Like, has an awesome running game. I just mean, can you think of anyone else... Who would, you, who would you say is the most like Tate McDermott? No, look, Tate McDermott. No, no, look, I, I, th- I think we all agree with you. I think I, we all we agree like with you. Let, let's get pushing, mate. Three does not fit into two. 
Fergus Lee Warner, Brian Ardstander, Tim Anstey. Who would you like to see as the top two of those three? Nelson. By the end of the year, the man that misses out is Stunder. Stunder starts at the start of the year. So I don't know when that transition happens. Anstey has to prove himself. So for me, I like Lee Warner. Anstey ended the the end of the year as the, the choice over Lee Warner. So you're going to have to pick which one of those two start in the sixth jersey. Um, but one of them will take over Stunder by the end of the year. Yep. Okay, Craig's? Yeah, I want Fergus Lee. What, look, I mean, frankly, like open side flankers are useless. Let's just drop Kateka and have oh. all three of them. Uh, Where he is not <laughs> them. <laughs> no, no. Um, I think it'll start with Fergus Lee Warner standard at the, uh, at the back. And yeah, I think we might see Fergus Lee Warner and Anstey used a little interchangeably. But but I think eventually we'll see stand out of the out of the running there, like you've said, Nils. What would you give to bring any of the international, like the Aussie seven open side flankers, brought over to to fill that open side flanker role? Oh. For Tizano, let's we'll just say <laughs> Tizano going back to the force, mate. No, Guys, next on. question. Uh, this one's for Kagi only. Is Jake McIntyre any good? No, no, and we can move <laughs> okay. on. All right. I think Fines versus Empire. I think we've talked about him. Uh, uh, The other likes, okay, final question, guys. Other likes are Thrush, Tamani, Kahui, and Pulu. Finally, too old. Four do not fit into this squad. You have a couple of them in your 23. That's it. Yeah. Look, I mean, to be honest, Thrush has been quite good like in the last two years he's he's old but like he delivers you got got him and tamani swapping that's fine yeah but you've got kahui pulu one of those two at maximum can fit into that that match day squad okay on to exciting things stocks rising manasa mata eli um i think we can all agree the most exciting player in the fours this year um just give the man the ball The, the strategy for the team should be give him the ball that's literally it I agree, mate. Look, cast your mind back to 2018. Manasa Mateli starting on the wing for the Crusaders, and he is the 15th ranked outside back on averages. But better than that, he's the top, the top points per minute, along with Israel Flau, dead equal at 0.72 points per minute. An absolute freak of nature when he got his opportunity back in 2018. I just hope that we could see a little bit more of that for the Western Force. Look, he, he just getting the ball. Just he the was ball, very, very exciting at the back end of this season. He did get minutes throughout the back end of the year. So, I mean, he's proved he's still got it. He had a 55 points this year. So, I, I can't wait to see him starting week in, week out. Wait, how, how old do you think he is? Because I was just thinking, I bet he's younger than, than we think he is. 31, 29. 29. He's 25. What? Is that, that can't be right. That's no, maybe it is right. Like, oh my God. That's good. He can play my mind blown. I was like, I, I bet he's younger than I thought he is. And nine, 25. Can we just get rid of Pulu and give him Australian citizens? <laughs> wow. Because I think we were all thinking, oh, he's coming towards the end, his end couple of yeah. years. But no, he's 25, mate. That's amazing. Guys, look, uh, Stocks fallen. We had Stunder. We've already talked about that. And Smokey's Pasatoa. And I think we've talked about that as well. So let's get on to the Deserto, as Kagi likes to call it. What's your God do with that? Deserto. Of course, as always, brought to you by Pilk. 
Fantastic, delicious ice cream. <laughs> not- that's, that's how you do endorsement deals. With you, <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Uh, look, but let, let's push on. So obviously the dessert for this round is how we think the Aussie conference predictions will go. The actual rankings back in 2021 as a recap <clears throat> was the Reds in first in a absolute thriller, Brumbies in second, Western fourth third, the Rebels fourth and the Waratahs fifth. Kagi, your predictions were Reds, Brumbies, as were all of us. We all got first and second. Third, Nelson and Kagi went the Tatars, the Re- and I went the Rebels, so we we're all wrong, and the rest of them had the fourth. We actually all had the fourth in last. And uh, Harry was the least right, Harry. We, no respect. <laughs> Harry was the least <laughs> And right. we swapped the Rebels the fourth. Hopefully we've learned something from our mistakes, guys. But 2022 <laughs> predictions, Kagi, what have you got? What have uh, you got, man? I have gone the Reds in number one, the Brumbies in number two, the good old Waratahs in number three. No, you haven't. Oh, yeah, sorry, you have, you have. I have. I've gone the Fijian Drua in number four, the Melbourne Rebels in number five, and the old Western Force in number six. Now, just just to look at this, is it true that those rankings are exactly the same, except that you put Fijian Drua in at number four? (laughs) That's correct. All exactly the same, and I've slotted the jury in it for. Yeah, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Exactly. Look, I I think Kagi is wildly wrong. (laughs) I've gone the Reds, the Brumbies, similar to him. Everyone knows the Waratahs won zero games last year, so I'm going them to come third, just the same as Kagi. I'm going to go. This is where it gets difficult. The Force drew up Rebels. I wanted to be more different from last year than Kagi. So I think the Drua are going to get off the bottom of the table and it will happen towards the back end of the year. They Kagi's not horribly wrong in that sense that he, they might be both the Force and the Rebels, but I'm going to say the I, Force to, I, to the edge of them. I think I did add the disclaimer that if Pasatoa starts every game okay. of the season, no, then I'll move the Force up. No, there was no disclaimer. You you said the Force last. Uh, look, <clears> I agree Reds and Brumbies. I think are pretty nailed in. Brumbies could top it, but th- that'll be their top two. But you're not going to go to Warrington. The other four positions, I think, will all come dead even. Can I just say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, okay. In that case, obviously Waratah's third, Western Force fourth, Melbourne Rebels fifth, and the new side, it's your first year. You've got to come last. So, right. look, I vote that this year, whoever is the best out of all three of us is who gets the draw right. Because if they come first and second, we're all idiots. But if they get third, fourth, the fifth, we all pick them differently. Harry was the most wrong last year. So the Drua this year is going to be what separates the three of us. Okay. No, no, I like it. So I've got them as fifth. Nelson's got them as fourth and Craig's has got them as third. No, sorry. Fourth, fifth. I've got them sixth. You've got them as fifth. Kagi has them as fourth. I like it. That's how we will decide it. Sounds good. It's been a long pod. Uh, Nelson and I have had a couple of bottles of wine. Too many. Thank you for making it this far into the podcast. Um, can I say that next week we're going to go through New Zealand and the Moana Pacifica. Uh, we're going to pick into the Pacifica in the same way that we did with the Fiji and Drua, yeah. but it might be a little quicker given there's a few more names that people know, uh, which will be good, particularly New Zealand fans from the Mita 10 Cup. Uh, oh, sorry, for the Bunnings NPC. And uh, and then we get into the no, 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 hot shit. Uh, new hot chip players out of Nelly's Nelly the artist. <laughs> no, 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 hot chip. No, that's a different song. Look, if you're following us on YouTube, 
we're going to segment this. So you've probably missed bits. Harry's going to put it into different teams so you can follow the teams that you enjoy. But get into the entire podcast. If you I think, and I think, I think we're gonna, you're going to have to tweet out that picture of Marky Mark now on the Drive Rugby account as well after all of this chat. We will. It. We will. So um, no, no problem. But we did put out a call for listeners' questions. We did get a good one in here, but it's, um, it's a super long question and we will probably talk for about half an hour just to answer this. So thanks for... Uh, Mitch always gets in, uh, gives us a gives us a question, but um, I think that might do it for this one. I don't think we're going for it. Hey, probably this is a record time. I think this pod, mate. It's it's Mac Greeley for the Reds. It's Nwanganiwasi for the Tars. It's every Fijian player for the Dura for the Rebels. It's they don't open. know what the question is, Nels. So you just All right, uh, it's who's the player in each team you're most excited to see who didn't get to take the next step. In 2021, basically. Oh, I think you're nailing it so far, mate. Keep going. So you got Noang and Iwasi, uh the Adonis in for the Tars. You got Mac Greeley for the Reds or some Funabalu. Yeah. He was injured. And you said Gerald Skelton for the Rebels. I think we can all agree with that. I, I think we can all agree that Riz Jan Pasatoa is for the yep. Western Force. No no doubt. All the Fijian players. Yeah. Fiji and then that just leaves the Brums. That's a tough one. Kagi. Jesse Mog. Cool. Nice. Let's see. Jesse, Jesse Mogg, the old, the old, the old dog. yeah, coming in. All right, that uh, it's not as exciting as that. It's fair, but it's, I'm going to say I'm going to go out on Ling. I'm going to I'm going to say someone's injured. Chris Fayawai Sotia, get that man some minutes. I'm just nice. The, the quality of this analysis to, at the end of the pod is it's really stepped up. You can tell we've been doing this for five seasons. Can we cut and, this um, out? Polished, polished guys. So um, Nick Frost. I'm going to go Nick Frost, guys. I, I think you guys know nothing. It's Nick Frost for sure. Yeah. All right. On that bombshell, uh, thanks for for tuning in, uh, checking us out on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and we'll um, catch you on the next one. Hooroo. See ya.